to episode 29 of Expertise is Overrated, the podcast that takes the time to answer the questions you didn't know you didn't want the answer to. I'm Sean. And I'm Vib, and neither of us has any clue what we're talking about. Before we move on, let's award the much-vaunted Expertise is Overrated tinfoil award. So, as a reminder, this is usually an award that we give out at the start of each episode to the person who had the most ridiculous point in last week's episode. However... Yeah, usually an award, I like that. Yeah, and that's that's what we call ad-libbing in the industry. But um, we, had, we had a bit of a chat about this just before coming on air, and I think we owe our listeners something of an apology. Mm, very much so. Because our tinfoil has gone quite downhill in in recent years, and we've it's been we've been scrabbling around at the start of episodes to come up with something to award it for, and really that's not doing anyone any any good. You know, we're it's not providing the listeners with the content they're after. And also, I, mean, I just know that we're going to get told that this is going to be our biggest tinfoil yet because we will have undoubtedly said really stupid things last week. Oh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't doubt it. But nothing. The problem is when when we were first doing this, we said stupid things that stood out. Yeah, it's true. Whereas now, you I don't say know, we. I you. I said things. <laughs> I said stupid things that stood out. I don't know if what's actually happened is everything we say is just utterly stupid now. It's it's either that that we can't recognize it anymore, or or you've got some sort of new fan maturity. That doesn't seem likely, does it? Doesn't seem likely. No. I mean, on the one hand, you know, do do have the baby that we've got to look at, that I've got to look after. Well, we, my wife, is doing most of it because she's amazing. Yeah, don't 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 get confused in that that I'm involved in any of this. Yeah, that's what I was trying really hard <laughs> to. That's why I said I rather than we, because I'm more of an obstacle, if anything. Yeah, but then I didn't <laughs> didn't didn't want. I don't think she listens to this much, but I didn't want her to come across. An episode of me claiming that I was doing the majority. Yeah, the, the sole, the sole caregiver. <laughs> that would that would be bad. Um, so what we what we've decided, moving swiftly past that, is that this week we're not going to award a tinfoil. But what we are going to try and do, going forward, is just say some more outlandishly sh- stupid stuff and and give you our listeners what you're looking for essentially. <laughs> Well, I'm hoping that today's episode will will provide provide some gold. I think last time it was just, yeah, I don't know. We were surprisingly. Down I think to the earth. problem is we were talking about something that we both know, both know quite a lot yeah. about, and kind of generally agree on. Yeah, it's like expertise overrated applied some expertise, which is just. We shouldn't have done Weird. that. We really shouldn't have done that. We should have should have had a guest on or something. Anyway, <laughs> that's true. Instant tinfoil. Yes, anyway. let's move on. We'll, we'll uh, promise. We'll promise to just say stupid things, which you know, usually not a problem. Anyway, and we can absolutely guarantee that even if it if it's not in this episode, by God, is it coming in the one after? Absolutely. So what has been positive, I think, is our Discord has, uh, well. I won't go as far as saying blown up. Uh, Comparatively. <laughs> comparatively. Uh, there's been some really good discussion these past few weeks. There, there has. A, it seems a couple of... Um, we have a couple of new loyal listeners, so welcome. Uh, but they also joined the Discord, which is great, and just sort of gave us 
running feedback on every single one of our episodes, which was amazing. Impressive. Impressive. Worrying. Slightly overwhelming as well, because <laughs> I think they I think they operate on a slightly different time zone from, from us. So I would just wake up yeah. one morning and check check Discord over breakfast or whatever, and there'd just be three pages of discussion. <laughs> yeah, I, I distinctly remember the other day going on Discord and going, nope, need my coffee first. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but no, so so obviously welcome welcome to them both. Um and just one point that I thought I would pull out of um out of the discussion was in relation to our episode ranking the Star Wars duels, our favourite duels from from the Star Wars saga. Uh, Nitsua writes, I'd contend Hayden Christensen in the duel on Mustafar doesn't scream like someone who's been told to scream, which was my assertion. But instead he screams like a five-year-old who's not getting their way. It's pitch perfect. Check back in four years, Sean, and tell me I'm wrong. I dare you. I just don't <laughs> like that call out at the end. I do. <laughs> I do, because it, it, it bodes well for your future. You'll have a mini Hayden Christensen in the house. Oh. Does that mean I've got Jake Lloyd? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, let's hope not. Um, no, but that that was a great comment. Um, there was a lot of a lot of really good discussion on Star Wars. Yes, um, you know one of our favorite things to argue about, and one of the the easiest things on on you know which which give me a win. Um, also, Harry Potter. Harry Very Potter long discussion a, about Harry Potter. Harry Potter made a resurgence. That was that was actually Otter uh, trying to get us to watch a two hour long YouTube video on Harry Potter, which we both refused to do. Uh, so he gave us a TLDR, which I, at least, and I think you as well, just took exception to. Uh, and he kept saying, go and go and actually watch the video. I'm not giving you a good TLDR, but we just shouted at him instead, which was quite fun. It, it is what we do. So <laughs> keep it coming. <laughs> uh, yes, excellent. But but moving on, after, after five minutes of rambling, Classic. what are we talking about today? Well, we're back into one of our comfort zones and and a and a, a scene of frequent nonsense. Excellent. Um, the Harry Dresden universe. Ah, yes, of course. We're talking Demon Reach, aren't we? We are talking Demon Reach. Um, particularly, I think the the main crux of this episode will be who the English man on Demon Reach is. But I, I think before we get that, uh, get there, we should probably give a little bit of context. I think that's wise because if if the only thing we're talking about is who is the the British man in Demon Reach, there's just an objectively correct answer. So uh, yeah, it's I don't know early, what we're so have. let's move on. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, tell, tell me that you agree with that. Um, I don't agree with that uh, for many many reasons. But see, I really thought we'd get together here for 15 minutes, just quickly say, "Oh yeah, obviously this is who it is," and then we move on with our lives. But no. Sounds like we're in it for the long haul yet again. Settle in, <laughs> settle in, listeners. Uh, but before we before we have that fight, uh, I think you're right. I think we should set the scene somewhat, uh, so that it is a conversation that people can follow, even if they're not as neck deep in the Dresden versus you or I happen to be. So, Demon Reach is a prison. It's actually a very complicated question, isn't it? Um, it's an island. 
in, in yeah. at, at the highest level, before we dive into why it's a complicated question, it's an island in the middle of Lake Michigan yeah. that appears to be a prison for nasty supernatural creatures. Yes. I mean, that, that's about as succinctly as you can put it. So it's, it's an island that, that seems to evade detection. Yes. Um, it keeps people away actively, it seems. Uh, or a great it, source of magical power as well. Yes. I was going to say, if it, do, if it doesn't actively keep passers-by away, it has such a, pa- a strong passive aura as makes no difference. Yeah. Although there are signs of habitation on it, which is it always interested me. Yes. I couldn't quite figure out what that I, means. I, th- I think I think we're told that people tried to settle it uh, during sort of the great move west in, in the US and the island basically drove them away. Yeah, but in such a way that they never plotted it on any maps either. Yeah, very right? true. Which, which, yeah, it's all very fascinating. So, and so obviously I, I think one of the, the key points here is that there is There's some kind of sentience, right? There's something funny going on. There, There is. It has a genius locus. Yes. Um, so essentially a a, a a guardian spirit that watches over the island. Um, but it seems to be more than just that, I think. Uh, I would agree with you. But this is where we're already getting quite metaphysical because it, it it's not so much a guiding spirit as in it is the island, it is the prison, it is the power yeah. that's there. That's true. And it's it's hard to separate those things. And I'm not, I'm not sure you can unless you're Harry, but Harry is traditionally quite stupid, so Yeah. So so we first encounter the island in Turncoat? Um, that sounds about right, yeah. I think the with the Nagaloshi. Is it the very first time? It is the very first time, yeah. I think I think the first time you encounter it is in Turncoat with the Nagaloshi. So the Nagaloshi is an American, Native American skin changer, essentially. Um at the time, probably the nastiest thing Harry Dresden has encountered. Um, and it, I'm not going to go through the whole book, it kidnaps Thomas, Wraith, Harry's brother, Harry's half-brother, and demands that Harry uh, bring the Nagaloshi uh, warden of the White Council who's being framed for murder. And the Nagaloshi is on Demon Reach. See, I'm now remembering it differently. No, I'm wrong. Yeah, no, because Harry wrong. makes the exchange happen on the island. So the island is is the book before it. The island is the book with before all it. the Denarians, the name of which now escapes me. Yes, you're right. Where Michael gets seriously injured. You're right. Because they're they're hunting for a massive well of power, and that's how they discover the island, right? Yes. Um, but then, yeah, your your explanation is is correct that he deals with the Nagloshi on 
VR, and it's also where we learn quite a lot of interesting things, right? That so Harry performs what's called a sanctum invocation at yeah. some point, essentially binds himself to the island, which ordinarily is 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 a thing that wizards can do. And in a place of magical power, I think I think you're meant to think it gives you something of an advantage, but not a a complete game changer. Except that demon reach is special and weird, and so very. And so I think that the on demon reach, the power up that you get by having performed that invocation is massive. And this is something that I've always found a little bit disappointing, uh, because I feel Butcher always has to explain that in so much, with, with, with a lot of effort, because uh, we don't really ever see any other Sanctum invocations up until that point. No, I, I sort of assume that, like, Ebb has done one at his farm, um... Simon had done one at Archangel, stuff like that. But you, we don't yeah. know that. Yeah, and Harry's not done one, you know. Harry's like never his done apartment, one for example, is warded up to, to I, I think, heavens. But I think there needs to be some sort of wellspring of magical energy on that you can essentially bolt yourself onto. Possibly. I think yeah. that's that 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 would make sense to me. There has to essentially be some native or or nature spirit that you can have a dust up with excuse me in order to ah but but this is a complication in my mind as well because i mean harry believes it was a sanctum invocation um but we've kind of just asserted that the island in is in itself a spirit or something i mean it's a prison so so the the island has a native spirit creature who appears to live there independent of harry that yeah, is, but I would go as far as saying the island is that. So I was going to say that, was, that is that that being, which Harry christens Alfred, for hilarious, obvious <laughs> reasons. Um, Fine writing that. I th- I think you're right that the the Alfred is the like living consciousness of the island. He is the island, ish. Yeah, the the island is Alfred, and Alfred is the is the island, and I I think he can do a sanctification on actual land, and and there's some magic fuckery that happens there. Whereas, in my opinion, this was the island almost invoking Harry. So this is this there's a there's probably something to that because the island, I think you're meant to come to the conclusion that the island was testing Harry to see whether or not he was worthy of becoming the warden. Now, coming back to Demon Reach is a prison. Prisons need guards, which is Alfred. But Alfred is also the prison itself. And the chains or the bars or whatever is weird. Um, But Alfred, because he's sort of kind of a bit fey, doesn't have will in the same way that a a mortal does, I don't think. So the island needs someone to be making decisions. I don't think Alfred's capable of making decisions or exercising judgment. Someone else needs to do that, I think. Uh, It does almost seem like that. Alfred can carry out instructions and seems to be 
capable of some degree of reasoning, like a bit, some degree of subtlety in his programming, right? There's, there's the ability to exercise some sort of judgment there, but someone needs to decide that a given evil creature needs locking up. And I don't think Alfred is capable of that. And but I think that's twofold, right? Someone needs to a make that decision, and b someone actually needs to get these potential prisoners to the island. That's also true because the island cannot leave um, itself. Alfred, Alfred, Alfred is bound to Lake Michigan, essentially. Yes, yeah, um, which creates a whole different kind of weird experience when Alfred, through a statue, speaks to Harry, who's kind of dead at that point <laughs> i'm just going to ignore ghost story i think for these purposes uh, yeah. I, li- I like to think that that's mab and alfred speaking to harry on the island but he hears think, it in the graveyard that's, that's i always think that's probably the best way to think about it it's um yeah sorry uh so you're you're, you're asserting already that alfred might be kind of fey well sorry he's not fe- not actually fey I don't think he's actually Fae, but that kind of... He's not mortal, so he doesn't have whatever the Dresden Verse considers to be free will, I think. Yeah, okay, but that that's a huge difference. That's a, that's to, a, huge, that's a huge difference, yeah. To Fae. No, I thought you were alluding to that whole thing that I want to say Maeve hints at. Right, when yeah. Maeve and Lily sort of... Because they, they, they try to fight Alfred. Um, in an attempt to to unleash hell, one imagines. Yes, and I, and I think they're they're kind of saying, oh, this spirit is part of the wild world, part of nature, and therefore can be influenced by the fae. And I've no, always thought they were wrong about that. I I think they're wrong. I think this coming putting the end first. I think Alfred is essentially a construct made by Merlin. Ooh, interesting. Okay. I think that is given power by the ley line that Demon Reach creates and then bound. That's my, that's my, what is Alfred? Um, I mean, I, yeah, I think Alfred is all in Harry's head, to be honest. It's, it's how he visualizes the. Well, I think the spirit the actually locus. exists. I think the, the, the thing that shambles around Demon Reach actually exists. Oh, I don't. Because uh, does anyone well, else ever see it? Rashid gave it the limp. Sure, but does, but no. Does anyone ever acknowledge the spirit standing there the way that Harry sees it? Mab. Mab Mab addresses the spirit directly. Sure. And Lily and Maeve. Sure, but we never but we never find out if they if they see it the same way Harry well, does no, as a sort of. But that's the same person. thing as saying, do they see blue the same way Harry does? Well, almost certainly not, actually. Well, you don't. You know my. That's my. That's my point, though. Like Alfred, the the name and the quips are probably Harry, but I think the the physical construct I think exists. Maybe because I think I think Mab and Bob and Maeve and Lily. And probably like uh, uh, Murph and people like that do see that. No, that's uh, that's again where I think you're not entirely right. Because yeah, sure, all the all those fey creatures that you mentioned, 
and like all the heavy hitters, they they seem to see something, but it's never. Maybe I'm just remembering one, but I don't remember Murph or even. I don't remember the Thomas. finale. I don't remember the finale of Cold Days well enough. Yeah, but I know Bob interacts with it. Yeah, but but Bob especially. I Bob's think it's much like Mad. They they see things in a bit like you know, like the Matrix on computer screens, right? Maybe they sort of. They, they interact with it very differently. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a complicated idea. Um, it, it, it it isn't it isn't like maximum security prison for evil griblies in Lake Michigan that Harry has control over is probably enough for our purposes without diving into the metaphysics of it. It's never it, enough for our purposes, but yes. It, except, <laughs> I, except that I think they might become relevant towards the end of the discussion again. Almost certainly. Um, especially based on the way that you appear to be leaning. Um, uh, yeah, no, but I think yes. In its most basic forms, it's some kind of prison for uh, specifically supernatural, creepy apparently. stories. Apparently, well, you... I, we're all, we're going to have to go to a word of Jim on this already, and you know how our feelings on Jim Butcher as the authority on things, Jim Butcher. But well, Thomas is in. Yes. And he's ha- sort of half supernatural, but importantly, Thomas has free will. Thomas does have free will. That's true. Um, and Thomas is also not in there very long, and he's also kind of insane at the moment. Well, we don't know how long he's going to be in there, but yeah, no. go on. Um, he's not. Been but but in this there is something that Jim said: is that the island cannot possibly contain something with free will indefinitely. Okay, that is very interesting. Yes. It really rather is, especially when we'll, we'll talk about, obviously, the Englishman. But, but that's, also, that's kind of the point, right? Is that the, the warden, as far also, as we know, has to be someone with free will, a.k.a. a human. Yes, all of the wardens that we know of, well, all two of them, are, were humans. Well, they were w- yeah. both wizards. Well, no, three. They were all, all three of them were wizards. Yeah, and obviously it was, it was made by a wizard, I mean, with, with the yeah. help of none other than Odin himself, I guess. But they were all... Well, he, he was uh, human. Yeah, it was made by Merlin. So, um, presumably as a means of trying to control the supernatural? I don't think we know why world. it exists. Other, it's other very white council, I mean, isn't it? To protect humanity from bigger yeah, dangers, and, I guess. And I was going to suggest, because the white council is secrets within secrets within secrets, the reason it's not on any map is because some of the White Council have stopped it being on maps. Yeah, that's always that's always a possibility. Yeah. I think I think that because like the senior council know about Demon Reach. Yeah. So, with, or, with... or some of them do. Rashid clearly understands it. I th- I get the sense that Ebenezer understands it. And Ebenezer understands it when he's not been on the senior council for that long. But he was also the Blackstaff, so and he's he was. Ca- I, I think he was also captain of wardens at one one point. So he's yeah. like more senior than he would other want. You would otherwise think he is, if that makes sense. Yeah, the weird ones out for me, I think, are ancient Mai and um, listens to wind because they they're on the island and they never really talk about it. I don't think or mention it that that it feels weird. Or do they? And I'm just, I'm just forgetting. Well, about that. listens to wind beats the ever loving shit out of the Nagaloshi on the island. On the island, yeah. 
I think he does he does comment on the nature of the island at one point. I think he does, but that could just be his nature as a Native American medicine man, having yeah. that connection to, to the ground he's standing on. But all, they all do. I mean, Mo, I think Molly and Murph both comment on how unpleasant it feels to be on the island for any length of time. So someone like listens to wind is probably just more attuned to that. I don't know that Mai ever reacts to it. Yeah, she's she's the one I'm wondering about it. I don't think she ever really comments. But then she's not exactly um, Harry's biggest fan, so I don't she's see not, her just going into a 20-minute... <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, this island is a bit weird, isn't it, Harry? <laughs> um, that's probably not exactly what she's about. Um, but yeah, so it's it's built by wizards to do wizard things. I think you're built by Merlin to put the scariest elements of the supernatural to stop them eating it's, humanity. It's built by Merlin with the help of Odin, who is not... Do we know that it was built? That was Odin helped? I think it's pretty explicitly said, no? Is it? I thought Odin taught Merlin magic, but I... When you see Merlin building it, it's only Merlin building it. Oh, I, I thought that um, One-Eye makes a comment about how he helped... He he might specifically, but but again, he might do. But um, okay, fine. I mean, let's let's assume it was purely built by. Okay, well, my my point was going to be that you know, uh, theory on top of theories is that we think that the Norse pantheon was the one in charge of holding the gates before winter took over. Yes, we do specifically the Aesir, but yes, we do. uh, Yeah, sure, specifically Aesir. and to me, it sort of felt like almost part of the natural order of things, therefore, to have the people handing over the reins also helping whatever the flavor of the month is in, in terms of mortal kind. Or, or maybe not maybe, even so much that, maybe. but just that, that Odin thought, yeah, we need something to help the wizards. Maybe. But I, I suspect that if that were the case, what Odin would have done... And maybe this is this is this this is isn't me arguing with you, but what Odin would have done is top sh- helped Merlin learn how to do it, but Merlin would have built it himself. Yeah, it's just the fact that it's sort of made throughout time. I, I just don't think so Merlin's that, got the that's got a very the, the skills. That's a very Odin trait, but um, I think I think the, the distinct the difference is I think Merlin probably does. The the original Merlin, not Arthur Langtree, might well have been that powerful because he was taught directly by Odin. And if some of the more esoteric Arthurian legends are to be believed, he's a scion. He's not Merlin himself is not purely mortal. Y- yes. So it's entirely possible that the that as the quote-unquote first wizard, he can do things that, or could do things that other wizards just never could. And we know that Merlin himself wrote the laws of magic, which implies that he was not bound by them. So the idea of him swimming against the currents of time to build a prison to that he can then give to the White Council for them to protect themselves makes sense to me well i guess it, yeah he, he does all that and then in order to, to make sure no one can undo his work i guess says 
You know, we should never mess with time. Yeah, I, I, bro- I broke all of the laws in order to put in place structures to stop another me happening. Because oh, you I think had... he killed someone as well for it, using magic? Not specifically for the... Um, not specifically for the prison, but I would, yeah, I reckon Merlin probably mm. committed the odd bit of magical murder. Fair enough. Okay. Um, now, actually, this is interesting, right? Because we can go back all the way to our very first episode. Way back when, when we were yeah. young and full of dreams and hopes. I still had hair. <laughs> Let's not talk about that. Um, but we did a ranking of top 10 Dresden Files characters in terms of strength. We did. And I believe we both had Alfred on the list somewhere, or at least I did. We both, we did. If you give me one second, I can find the list and tell you where they were. Because um, I will definitely want to change my opinion on that. In that I do believe Alfred is the single most powerful supernatural entity that exists. So you had him at seven. Yeah. I didn't have him. You didn't have him, though. No. He was one of your near he your honorable my, mentions, he, I think. I think he was, yeah, he was one of my honorable mentions. You had him at seven. So above outsiders, Odin and Leah. Yeah. Below queens, gods, angels, basically. And Faravax. Yeah. And, I, and I've had some time to reflect on this. And I actually think he, he's tough because he's got, obviously got a lot of constraints and restrictions. So, but... so I, remember, I remember us having this conversation. Um, yeah. I think the reason Alfred wasn't on my list was how narrow his constraints are. If you can yeah. get within those constraints, I think I agree with you. But uh, but, but, you but I will re- now go also, further and say you also right. require the brain the the willpower of the warden in order yes. to switch on Alfred, which I think is, yeah. is a weakness. Oh no, I think it's a strength. It's a strength because we I remember discussing that Uriel, for example, right, immensely mm-hmm. powerful, but is so unbelievably restrained that his power just doesn't work except in very niche circumstances. I think Alfred can lock up Uriel. I think Alfred can lock up the White God if the Warden chooses to do so. I disagree, but not... Sorry. I think I agree. I don't think it's ever practically possible because in order to lock up Uriel, you've got to contain Uriel within a circle. And that's the bit of binding ethne that we know is difficult when, when we see Harry do it. Sure. So, trying to get the warden to throw their willpower. That's actually, again. that's actually kind of a mindfuck, isn't it? Because Uriel can't act against free will, and if it's Harry's free will to lock him in a circle, that breaks something fundamental. <laughs> yeah, that's true, and maybe, maybe that is a, a way around a weird it. loophole. In or yeah, if Uriel, but Uriel says to Harry when Harry summons him. It's a very nice circle that you've got here. He essentially says it's a nice circle that you've got here sharing something were to happen to it. Um, yeah. The exact Mab point is, makes, you can't hold me. Yeah, and Mab makes similar um, complaints. No, and I agree with you. That, that's going to probably be the weak link, right? But I, I think once the well, binding has happened... It, it nearly snaps Harry's brain trying to lock up Ethne using yeah. um, the Spear of Destiny. But that's, but that's the... the that's the the role of the warden, 
Once, but I think once, once once it's in, nothing is going to break out. I think that's true. Other than to Jim's point, something with free will. Other than eventually. Free will. But Uriel, I think, would be locked in forever. I think that's uh, probably true. All, think... all, 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 everything we've heard of that that is ostensibly godly, I suppose. Well, that yeah, that comes on to the sort of what what's in Demon Reach. So lots of nasty stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the the lowest of the low, the 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 minimum security element of Demon Reach is seven Nagaloshi. Six or seven, yeah. Six or seven, like a Nagaloshi. scary number. <laughs> yes, like one Nagaloshi in Turnco is pound for pound still other than F, actually no pre battleground probably the scariest thing Harry fights like it thinking back on it still like makes him his brain gibber inside kind of thing ah uh, no that's that's a Harry thing rather than an actual thing no I think it's I think it's an actual thing the the implication is that Donald Morgan nuked one and it got better like these things are stupid strong yeah, um, but listens to wind one v ones when he's just a wizard. No, but listens to win says afterwards that he didn't really win. He it's a predator, and he just made it too costly for it. Yeah, so true. He, but he still he still beat it in a fight. He, 1v1. he still still beat it in a fight, and yeah, okay. Listens to wind is 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 pretty great, and and maybe they're not that scary, but they're still phenomenally scary, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, if you're talking in terms of locking one up, I think it just can't really be done um, with with normal, conventional means. Well, because it, it, it has... That's, it has free will, because it breaks a circle. Jim doesn't know what he's writing about. That is always the concern. That is <laughs> always a concern. Uh, but, but the concept of free will is... is uh, We've tried, to, we've tried to get to the bottom of this before, right? Yeah, we, failed. We, we're going to need to think about that quite hard. But the Nagaloshi in Turncoat breaks a circle, which means it has free will because it's only will that can break a circle. So that means that uh, will, but not not free will. Well, it's the same thing, um, not really, because as you mentioned before, Uriel could easily break a circle using his will. He doesn't have free will. The mother's true, but it's not contained by circles. It's different. It's different. There's a distinction between breaking out of a circle and breaking a circle by physical means, like the Nagaloshi does. It's the so if Harry throws a stone over, oh, a yeah. circle, oh, it does... breaks the strongest circle known to man. But does the Nagaloshi do, do it physically? It it scratches the line. Oh well, then you're just talking shit, aren't you? Anything can do that. No, they can't. Anything can do that. No, that's they can't. That's that's not how it works. Absolutely, you just you know smudge it a bit. <laughs> Usually, not when you're on the inside. That's yeah. That's the point. The, the point is, if you're on the inside of a circle, you can't smudge a circle unless you are a. Is it, I'm, I, you're you're right. It's probably more complicated, but the implication has always been. Unless you were essentially possessed of mortal free will, um, that's why Harry summon when Harry summons Molly in a circle. 
in Peace Talks, he's concerned that she can't just walk out of the circle because he hadn't it hadn't been a circle designed to contain a mortal. Yeah. So she yeah. should be able to just walk out of it and she can't. Um or at least says that she doesn't she'd rather he just let her out. Anyway, 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 that's Wow, so, so many layers to this 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 onion of, of wisdom that we're going through. Um, but yeah, so the Neglosia are minimum security prisons. I think that's a very key point. Yes. Um, I mean, whatever their, their power level, like on our top 10 list, the fact that they get minimum security is very, very scary. Um, it's how Harry rationalizes the prison to himself as well, isn't it? Because I think he's su- like supremely shocked. Yes, that, I think that hammers home for him how scary the prison is. And so, for example, I would quite like to know where Ethnew ends up, what level of security she ends up in, because yeah. we don't know that yet. Well, Tom, Thomas probably has just created a new level of minimum security of not really being in prison, just being put in stasis. Yeah, but he, he's, he's there not so much to be locked up other than... He, yes. He's more it's like a fancy sick bay, isn't it? Yeah, essentially, yeah. Uh, but the Gloshi, um yeah, so obviously now it contains gods, and I don't know about how, how what your feelings are on this, but to me the the evil, nasty aura that drives away so many people that the island exudes is a manifestation of just how much evil is is locked up there, right? Yes, definitely. I think I think that's I think that's almost almost confirmed. I think um, the the ley line I think is meant to be formed by that sheer weight of nasties yeah. crammed into I sort of picture it as they, they all occupy the same square meter of space time. They're just like folded really, really small. Um on top of each other. <laughs> yeah, well it uh, probably not actually, but I, I, I feel that that breaks so many laws of physics I can't even quite formulate a response to that. But I kinda know what you're getting at. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, when when Molly and not Molly, when Lily and Maeve attack Demon Reach, they have to do it through time and space, essentially, because it's just so formidably built that that a single attack on a single day is just not going to. Yeah, they, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's because it's it's built at multiple points in time. Like simultaneously being built at five different points of space time. Um, yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, um, and so maybe this then brings us up to the the actual question at hand. At least I, I th- in my head it does because I, sure. I very much have theories regarding who the person Fair. is and and why that's relevant. Um, yeah. So deeper in the dungeons, Harry meets exactly. a bunch of a bunch of. Stuff and what always really struck me is that most of them are kind of just like trying to seduce him, trying to be let out. Um, yeah, I've got I've got some of the quotes here ah, from, from that from that provision. So you have such wonderful things as "Let me fulfill your every desire. One day I will be free and suck the marrow from your bones." Okay, so down in, corner there. Bow down in fear and horror before me. Go to sleep, go to sleep, sleep and let me inside you, which... Slanesh is there twice. (laughs) Uh, Blood, pain, death, blood, flesh, blood, pain, death. Um, Corn's there twice. 
And then uh, my personal favourite, Blargle Slorg North Hargle Fagn, which I think means that Thulu's trapped there. Um, or no. Oh, wow. Really, really crossing streamers here. <laughs> um, we're told that there's a fairly small mound whose occupant... So the point is they, they can communicate psychically with Harry if he's nearby and focusing on them. Um, so you have a small mound whose occupants sent him a mental picture that kept him up for two nights. Um, and then there's one that's weird. Yeah. So, as I walked by, the mound's occupant projected a mental sigh and an unmistakable image of a man rolling his eyes. Ah, a new one. I eyed the mound about the size of a coffin and said, what's your problem? You, obviously. Do you even know what the word stasis means? It means nothing is happening. You standing here, walking by, talking to me, for God's sake, buggers that up entirely the way you novices always do. What was the phrase? Ah, yes. Piss off. (laughs) To date, every single prisoner who had tried to communicate with me had been pretty obviously playing to get out or else howling nuts. This guy just sounded British. Did you hear me, warden? Piss off. Who are you? I asked instead. There was a long moment of silence, and then a thought filled with terrible weariness, sorry, a terrible weariness and purely emotional anguish, like something I'd experienced only at the very lowest moments of my life, flowed into me. But for this being, such pain wasn't a low point, it was a constant state. Someone who needs to be here, go away, boy. That's the quote. And that, that is the the British man or the English man of Reddit fame. Indeed. Many threads on this. So many threads that you can unpick. And we're not going to get through all of them. But everyone, everyone who's read called, uh, Skin Game, which is that book, that's the the book in which that exchange happens, has a theory on who the Englishman ha- is. I have a few. Yeah, do of you? course you do. What have you, what have you got? You've got a couple of theories? Have you got just one? <clears throat> well, I, I have the truth. You've got the truth. Okay. Do you, want, do you want to tell us who it is? It's the Merlin. As in the OG Merlin, the, the designer architect supreme of the prison. Uh, okay, and I know that will resonate well with many Reddit users because that's always one of the first ones that that is suggested, and then gets shot down by about a thousand people. It gets shot down by a lot of people. <clears throat> I'll be- it usually gets shot down by people who say, "Ah, oh, word of Jim says it isn't," yes. and they're well, just wrong. Actually, so they're they're wrong because for several reasons. Uh, chief among them being that's not what the word of Jim says. No, <laughs> word yeah. of the the word of Jim says. Something along the lines of, if Merlin were speaking today, he'd probably be speaking with an ancient Brit and like a, an ancient Britain accent because yeah. that was the time that he grew up in. Um, so you wouldn't be able to understand him. He certainly wouldn't sound quite British. Yes, but if he speaks, yes. One, if he speaks, but also we do know that 
the OG Merlin was a time traveller. Yes. So, like, he might have just, I don't know, time travelled to 18th century England. Lived there for a bit. And no, I don't quite like that accent. I don't, I don't like that as an argument. I, I, the reason I think he sounds the way he sounds is because he, fundamentally this conversation is happening in Dresden's head. I think that's a very good counter argument uh, as well. And, and Bob is, is, I think, translating quite a lot of it, isn't he? I don't think so. I think I certainly like riding along. I believe. Ah, uh, no. But Bonnie is. Uh, no, Bonnie's not born. Yeah, well, Bonnie's in his in his. Bonnie's head. in his head. Yeah. Actually, um, no. Bob Bob will be with um with Butters at that point. Bob is with Butters in Skin Game. Bob is with Butters. Oh yeah, but, uh, Bob is the one who who gives him the history of Demon Reach, right? When he translates for Alfred. Yeah, that's that's what he does. Yeah, I'm getting my. My story's mixed up, but no. So I, I think he sounds British because that's just how. Oh how yeah, because Bob, Bob ca- doesn't Bob cast Alec Guinness as Mer- as OG Merlin? Yes, um, yeah. which is excellent. But no, you're right. So I also I think the fact that it's happening in Harry's head means that if some part of Harry's subconscious is aw- is aware that this is the OG Merlin. That will create an association in Harry's brain with the current Merlin, Arthur Langtree, who is English. Yeah. So I think, I mean, you know, it's a it's a posh voice, one of like old establishment. I can I can see it. I can see why. I I, I can make the fact that the person in question has a British accent fit. That's not the problem. I don't think. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, so before I explain to you why this is the correct um, identity of the prisoner, what what are some of your theories as to who is in there? So my fa- my favorite. So presumably not the Merlin. I don't think it's Merlin. Merlin. I don't think it's I don't think it's OG Merlin. I think there's a small chance it could be Arthur. Arthur Langtree. No. Arthur the King. King. Arthur King. Um, I think there's a better chance that it's King Arthur than that it's Langtree. Than that. Fuck. Than that it's (laughs) Merlin. Um, Okay, interesting. So very wrong, but I've seen that one before. I have a a little pet favourite theory that it's Chandler. Um, Oh, yes, of course. I quite like that one. I don't think it is, but I think it's quite funny for it would be quite funny for it to be Chandler. I mean, just to orient our listeners here, the original thing we had written in our list of ideas was who is the Englishman on Demon Ridge and why is it Chandler? Yeah, I, I don't actually think it's Chandler. Um, I just think it would be quite funny if it was Chandler. We should explore that a little bit because that, that could be quite funny. In, in... Yeah, because he's, he's such a minor, pointless character otherwise. Um. And then I, I I think my my final one is not well actually it could be Kemler. Yeah. Or it's some person that we don't know. 
Yeah, I mean that that's obviously a, um, an appealing slash interesting idea, but it's it, it's it's someone who too easy. It, it it's essentially a. That's not quite what I mean. At the moment, Jim doesn't know who it is because he's puts it's put there so that he can use it if he needs it. If he needs to be able to pull Merlin out his ass, he's done it. If he needs to be able to pull Arthur out his ass, he's done it. Or Chandler, or whoever it might be. If for some inexplicable reason he needs Bram Stoker, it's him. Yeah. Or what I suspect is almost more likely you'll just we'll just never get any. Or we'll just never get it. Or 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 my last guess is Oberon. Oberon, king of king of the summer fairies. King of, king of the summer fairies. I mean, no. I I don't know, but he he's, <laughs> he, he's a big. Uh, Go away, William Shakespeare. We Oberon is a big hole in the like fey mythology of of Dresden of the Dresden verse. Um, I think yeah, because it works differently to, to I think. I think that's right. I think Oberon. that's right. I think he's probably the Earl King. The Earl King is probably Oberon. Yeah, except that the Earl King is very much more more aligned with the Winter Court. Or the, or there is a summer. Maybe maybe there's a summer um, Earl King. Yeah, like a sort of King of the Wild Fae who, who are more. Yeah, the King of the Wild Hunt. Jovial, but the but the Earl King is the Wild Hunt. Anyway, anyway, anyway. anyway. Yeah. Um, so, so we... Oberon's an interesting one. Uh, Unknown's obviously a boring one to discuss because, as you say, you know that's a perfectly valid way of, of writing it. Would just be quite disappointing. Yeah, yeah I'm not going to sit here and make the case that it's some bloke that we'll never find out. That's boring. <laughs> yeah, um, even though I think you're right, I think that is actually the most likely. So, I think between Kemler, King Arthur, and my idea of Merlin, the concept of stasis is quite important. Okay. Um, right, because King Arthur is is dead. Although the legends say, you know, he's he's sort of slumbering, isn't he? Yeah, he's he Avalon. sleeps beneath the hill. Yeah, Kemler is capital D dead, according to word of Jim. So he probably is very much alive. Yeah, definitely still alive. And <laughs> for me, the idea of the stasis is important. Um, if it's Merlin. Mm-hmm. Because it suggests he's he's currently sort of existing outside the concept of time. Yes. And has maybe locked himself out of time for reasons. I can uh, I can see that. Essentially go going because even Merlin would eventually have died of old age. So yes, exactly. Rather than die of old age, he sort of decided to go and sleep in stasis until such time as a warden works out who he is and decides he needs him. I can see that. Or yeah, so, so so that's why I think the concept of stasis could apply to those three um, characters. For me, the, the, the two things that are crucial here is I need to be here, which to me says a few things. Yeah. Uh, the obvious being is that this is a person who needs to be in this place. Now, you can interpret that either as a Someone who deserves to be here. Yeah, which I'm sure is how you would interpret it. Or the way I might interpret it is is the sort of, if I am not here, this place no longer functions. Oh, that's interesting. I hadn't contemplated that. It's essentially, it's running off... Yeah, off off of that person, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. So you know how 
a wizard's death curse is essentially more powerful. <clears throat> yep. What if I still don't I still don't like it being Merlin, but I can make it fit. What if Demon Reach, the final like the capstone of Demon Reach, was provided by Merlin's death curse, but in the moment of death, Merlin was put into put himself into stasis so that he didn't die, so that death curse is like continually renewing itself to hold the whole thing together. Yeah. Like a, a frozen moment. Because ultimately, the, the the death curse is essentially just the wizard expelling all magical power from his own internal source, right? Essentially, yeah. It, like it kills the body, but their spirits do whatever their spirits do, and it's it's not unreasonable or unfeasible, rather. It might be very unreasonable, <laughs> but it's not unfeasible that, that that entity is the spirit that lingered on post curse. Yes, I yes, it, that could be that could be Merlin's quote unquote soul, yeah, or whoever's soul, and and that's why it's interesting to me is because that that you interpreted that I need to be here as a I am repenting almost situation, uh, and I deserve to be here. Whereas, whereas for me, it always rung as a sort of. But that's so for me. It's the it's the line that comes before about the weight of sorrow. So I I I. I struggle with why are you why are you here? I need to be here and feeling sorrowful. That that feels like regret to me. But the, see, the way that I will spin this, and and make no mistake, I am spinning this to fit my theory. Of course, is again Merlin time travels. So Merlin was probably at the end of time, or at least at the end of the the universe, as humanity may have experienced it, and realizes that shit goes very badly wrong. And he's unable to stop it, and so he feels remorseful. Um, and but in some sort of last desperate act to maybe change that that timeline, he creates Demon Reach. Just throwing that out there. That, that sort of that feels like more of a stretch. It, it do, does. It does a bit. How um, do you align this with any of the theories that Harry is the OG Merlin? Ah, uh, well, that's just bullshit. It's circular, and then well, time, time is a flat circle or something. No, let me let me let me retract that. Um, he's a descendant of OG Merlin. And that brings me on to my third reason why I think that this might be Merlin, and it's because he says, "Go away, boy," which is so Ebenezer McCoy <laughs> that it is very Ebenezer. Well, and Ebenezer so McCoy think- has Merlin's old. Diaries. I was going to so say, I've always assumed that there was a relationship. Yeah, predilection to calling people boy. Exactly. It's just stayed. It's just stayed in that family for for generations. Maybe. So, so <sighs> I don't see. I don't think that Ebenezer and and Dresden are linear descendants of Merlin. I think they're master and apprentice descendants of Merlin. Yeah, true. But I think that for them, that's one and the same thing. I think that's going to be the ultimate twist. I th- I hate that. I think you're probably right. I think you are actually probably right, but I hate that as a twist. I don't. I don't <laughs> like. Uh, I, don't, I don't like chosen one narratives. Or, no, no. I, I I can see that. I can see that. It, it devalues so much if actually at the end Harry is the one true savior rather than the guy who kept deciding to get up. Um. In my view, it's not necessarily mutually exclusive. It's it's not, but 
it is not completely unrelated to this episode, but I want Harry's choices to matter more than who his great, 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 great grandfather was. Well, yes. Quite. Or whatever. Right. I mean, but if Harry's OG Merlin, he could have been his own creator. Yes. I, I, I th- there's something very unpleasant if Harry is also, if Harry is OG Merlin. <laughs> very, very unpleasant. I, I don't think I don't think it's true. I think I think that's a stupid way to go. But, they, but there can be so many parallels, same. right? Because the uh, other theory that we have is that Merlin and, and Mab were a thing. Uh, that's my that's my theory. Yeah, and and that Mab and Harry have also slept together. Merlin, Merlin. Uh, sorry, Mab is is Nimue. Is my theory, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So so, so there's. Yeah, so there's an Arthurian and twang to that. So I think we'll get on to King Arthur um, shortly. But Merlin, it just makes the most sense to me insofar that if this has to make any sense. And I, and I and I just like it. I also like just really pissing all those people off. who are like, oh, but Jim said it isn't. Because yeah, Jim yeah. says a lot of shit. Jim Jim says a lot of shit, and and if you're going to say Jim has said that it's not Merlin, go and read what the actual word of Jim says. Because he 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 doesn't say no. He says there's he gives reasons why it could not be the case. Yeah. Yeah. So for me. For me, I quite like it, but um, so King Arthur, right? So explain so, it, explain it to me. So I like the I, I like a lot of what you said about how it's all ha- the, the conversation is happening in Harry's head. So how the voice comes across is irre- is sort of irrelevant. Um, I think that I have some narrative issues with it being Merlin. This it feels weird if it's Merlin. Um but there is a character in Arthurian legend who sleeps beneath the hill until needed. And it's Arthur. That is, that is what Arthur that's how Arthur's tale ends. He's taken yeah. to Avalon, which is an island to sleep until the people of Britain need him beneath the hill. And it's, it's actually a trait that you see um, in a, a lot of other um, mythologies as well. So David, the king of king of um, Israel, I think is thought to sleep beneath the hill. Finn McCall of, of Irish myth sleeps under the hills. So it, it it's, it's a narrative line that you can see running through of it being some... And, and there is a literal hill, right? I think is it... there is a hill. Like D- Demon Reach is a hill. Yeah. So may- maybe it's not Arthur. Maybe it's David, or maybe it's Finn McCall, or someone. Well, another or... random uh, a rogue, a rogue one. I want to throw at you. Then there's um, Jesus Christ. Mm. Tough to fit, but ultimately, like you know, we've recovered why, some why artifacts lock, that are important to his, why is he his story. Yeah, uh, yeah. Christ slept beneath the hill, but then awoke and rose and ascended. But the same is true of Arthur. Why? Why is Arthur he locked does, up? So because he's not. He's in stasis. He's out of. He's sitting out of time. 
to to your to your Merlin point. Yeah, but that could equally be true of Jesus then. But no, because we because I was going to say we know the Bible tells us that Jesus ascended to the heavens. He, he it doesn't. Yeah, no, that that's fair. That doesn't really work the same way. It doesn't. It doesn't work the same way. I, I can see why you say it, but the allegory is there anyway. <laughs> the the allegory is there, but that's that's because there is a monomyth component that runs through a lot of religious and mythological text. Yeah. Um. I think it, I think there's a lot of reasons why it could be Arthur. Arthur's sword is in the books. Yes. Amarakius is just Excalibur. It's not even been reforged. It is just Excalibur. Yes. Um, Arthur was a knight of the cross. Um, we assume if he if he wielded one of the blades, and I think having Merlin, if we assume that the Englishman or the British man is going to get up at some point, which is the only reason this conversation makes sense, is if at some point who that person is becomes relevant because Harry can release them. Yeah. If it's Merlin, everything sort of becomes too easy. I mean, it doesn't because Merlin, it pro- like, he doesn't just fix everything, but getting another top tier wizard who will put the, the entirety of the senior council to shame um, is a bit too much like giving Harry a let's fix things button. Whereas giving him Arthur. I think is slightly different. Oh, come on. King Arthur wielding Amorakius? Yeah, but it's... For all his... I guess we are short a knight of the cross, aren't we? We are short a knight of the cross, and for, but for all his greatness, we're short a wielder of Amorakius, but for all Arthur's sort of mythological greatness, he's still just a man. He's not a wizard. Yeah, and that's... But then you've got the question of how... Why, yeah, why, like, then why? Why is that relevant? Why have this man? What what would the people need him for? Some sort of last battle? I don't, I don't know. I don't know why it would be... I, I, I don't know why he would fit in the story. But I prefer it, that idea to it being, um... Merlin, just because I don't, Merlin. I don't like the idea of, of meeting OG Merlin. Yeah, for the reasons you've discussed, my my counter to that is that I think so much of the, of Merlin's history is tied up with the Queen's of Fairy. True, and I think the only way we would see Merlin come back is for him to have some sort of lover's tiff. Uh, unfinished business with Mab and Titania. And a popular theory is that Mab will die and that would kickstart the the bat. Yes. Right? That's true. And and if anyone's going to kill Mab, it being Merlin, if she is Nimue, would be almost more poetic than I I would give Jim Butcher credit for. Yes. That's that's true. And and you can make the case. I, I think I'm right in saying that Nimue eventually traps Merlin in a in in a hill full of crystals which is just demon yeah, rage which is just demon rage so if uh, mab is if mab is nimue well, you you can do you can do your theory this way mab is nimue and at one point was the warden was the first warden say after merlin built it then 
Mab could have trapped Merlin in his own prison. Uh, no, he can't have. Or she can't have. Because Merlin is immortal. He, Merlin has... Yes, but tremendous amounts of free will. But and I, and I do, and I do, even though I mean, this is Jim saying, I do sort of think, I think he's right. That but I think you can't a, lock someone with free will in there. But he says you can't do that indefinitely, which implies indefinitely. that the person with free will would want to have to get out. And it might be that Merlin doesn't want out. Yeah, no, but this is why I think I'll, I'll slightly amend your theory. Now. I think that Nimue and Merlin concoct this plan together to lock him up. Yeah, because Mab Mab is is quite sad, right? When she remembers her own past, like something happened that that she yeah. feels so you so you saddened think, by it. You think that? I, I, yeah, I could see that. Uh, he's 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 he's, uh, he's Calador Dragon Tamer. Is it Dragon Tamer? Yeah, the, the guy who's in the middle of the vortex. Yeah, the guy the guy holding it all together. Yeah, I think that's Merlin, and I think Nimue may have put him there. I, li- I like your addition to that. I think Nimue slash Mab has put him there with, with his with his. Permission, obviously, because which does crazy. which does, and if, if he's there with his own permission, then it does imply that at any point he can choose to leave. But in so doing, yeah. he probably brings the whole prison down. Exactly. So, so if he does that, there must be a very good reason for it. Yeah, the prison's um, failing anyway. Yeah, and I think Mirror Mirror will will probably deal with something like this because if that really introduces multiverses and things like that, which people have been saying it might. And then... Evil Harry, we assume. Yeah, that'll be a real. I want to. I want to know what what causes evil, Harry. Um, just a parallel version of him. But there's a, the point is there's a specific choice he makes differently that changes his entire outlook. I want to know what that choice is. That's 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 Maybe. Jim's point. It's like you you can you can pinpoint when it ha- when evil Harry happens and it's a specific choice that he makes. Um. Yeah. Okay. Perhaps. But but I'm I'm looking forward to that, and I hope it talks well. a little bit about what Demon Rich is all about. I think I but then that. maybe to end, why why don't you give us your ideas, misguided well, though they are, about Chandler? That's why it's Chandler. So I love how um, we've essentially ignored Kemler, and, and I'm I'm thankful for that. Yeah, I don't I don't think it's actually Kemler because I don't think that Kemler would express regret. Um, yeah, he's just too weird. I think. Um, but I think I think it's quite neat because we know that Kemler was a warden, so I think it's quite neat that he's been trapped. In, in there on his own. The problem is it doesn't work because the voice says something like young wardens are always a problem or new wardens are always a problem or something. And Kemler was the... There's only been one warden between Kemler and Harry. So it looks yeah. like that doesn't work. Uh, but I, I've, seen, I've seen it suggested. Chandler. So Chandler, we know, was thrown through a portal by Dracul in Battlegrounds. Um... And I quite like the theory that that was a portal backwards in time. So so Chandler was essentially thrown back in time to the beginning of creation or whenever it might have been by Dracul and somehow meets up with Merlin, explains to Merlin what happened, and Merlin goes, oh, I've got a solution. I'll chuck you in stasis for 2,000 years. And then you can wake up in your own time. It's just that. That's the theory. It's not particularly compelling. I just think it's quite fun. So you're saying he needs to be here up until a few years later when Battleground happens? Yeah, but he doesn't know that Harry's the Warden. 
because he's he's seen so many wardens and he's just fed up of them that he doesn't take the time to realize that this warden is Harry. Or he needs to wait for Battleground to happen so that Harry no, thinks he's dead so that he can get Harry to let him out so that there aren't two Chandlers and you don't get a paradox. Yeah, he might he might need FMU to to be imprisoned and then realize that Yeah, it might it might be him. that. He he might yeah, he might just need it, 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 there might be some paradox that means that there can't be two Chandlers. It might be one of the rules of time. Because um, we don't know how time travel works in the Dresden press. So it might just be that he can't let on who he is. Because if Harry... That's the other thing. If if he explained who he was to Harry and said, this happens to Chandler, then Harry would have known, which would have changed the event, which means it never happens, which breaks the universe. Yes. So that that could be the other way of doing it. Usual time, time travel shenanigans. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I don't. It's not. It's not a very it. good theory. The theory yeah, it, that the theory that mm. Dracul is a is a that um, Chandler is a Dracul spy is, I think, a better Chandler theory. Um, yes, and that's why he was saved. Um, yes, yeah, he wasn't that, killed. That he was sense, saved. Yeah. He was he was flung across space into Europe or wherever by Dracul. That that's a better theory. Why, why Dracul would would even bother with spies in the White Council is beyond me. Yeah, but. It, Maybe he just did. But Chandler is pretty... He's always been pretty clued in, right? Because he was um, guard duty headquarters for a while. Yeah. He, I think he was an interesting character. Be, I think he's meant to be something of a... Um, something of an interest in time magic. Yeah, and he's certainly more fleshed out than Yoshimo or Wild Bill were. That's true. In terms of his own dialogue, at least. That's true. Um... So yeah, that's that's not a bad one. Um, yeah, I, I think I agree with you ultimately that the Chandler is probably reserved for something else. Yeah, I think I don't I don't think it's actually him. Um, but I think it's a shame. It, I really thought we'd have some more outrageous suggestions of who the prisoner in Demon Rich could be. We're just too wise now. I've, got, aren't we? I've got a really bad one. Oh, go on then. I've got a really bad one. It could be one of the archangels. Water. No, they, they they speak with with bullshittery in their voices, don't they? I was going to say it could be the Archangel Michael, but it couldn't be because he's... So I, I had a theory where it could be the Archangel Michael and he was trapped there for his failure to slay Satan, essentially. So that's his sorrow. And his, it's a self-imposed exile, essentially, because he, he, he failed. But that doesn't work because he hands Sanya Asparagus. Well, exactly. Yeah, Michael. Uh, he's very much mentioned, isn't he? Yeah. Um, I, I think Michael I, I Gabriel think and Doria will make appearances, don't they? So I think we would know if one of the archangels was trapped. It is a weird twist for you, maybe. There's something uh, there, though. Yeah. Okay. A, a penance story. If we're going to talk about time travel, perhaps Nicodemus. Ooh. English accent. Does Nicodemus have an English accent? I he predates England by about a thousand. He does years. no, but I, I uh, in my head he always spoke it. with a like a posh British accent. I always pictured him as almost completely accentless, like a real mid-Atlantic. Uh, perhaps accent. I mean because yeah, he does he does predate all that. But but that that could be in terms of penance. I mean, who who better mm. than Nicodemus? Someone who's uh, finally... But how does he get there? Why is he there? 
after the final battle, he just he, says, you but, know, but 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 Harry's spoken to him, so it doesn't work. Time travel, unless you do time travel, in the moment you do time yeah, travel, yeah, no, it doesn't work. It doesn't really work. But Loki, um, uh. Yeah, he's another character that has previously been locked up. I think, right? He's been, you know, he, he's he's chained beneath the serpent um, for his for killing uh, Boulder. But he would never, he would never see himself as needing to be locked up. Is it difference no, with no? With that's Loki? true. It, it's the fact that it's stasis, and that this 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 character talks about stasis. Who who across mythology sets themselves a task and then fails? That's, uh, that's sort of who we're looking for. Judas. Judas doesn't fail, but Judas Judas would be remorseful. Judas, but he does kill Ar- himself though. <laughs> he, yeah, but Judas Iscariot could be a great show. Except, he, as you say, he kills himself. Um, In terms of, and we, and we know he does actually kill himself because. Nicodemus is wearing the. Yeah, name. no, he he very much kills himself. I don't think you can get around. It. Someone like Hercules could work. Yeah, because there's a fundamental could, aura of this just being a guy as well, right? And they're not not something overtly godly, like say a Zeus. Yeah, I can see some some because Hercules slays his his wife and children while in the throes of a madness. Sure, but that's what the trials are for. But he still killed his wife and children, and sure, the trials might get him forgiveness in the in this in the sight of God, sight of the gods. But like, he still killed his wife and children. He's still going to be remorseful for that of that fact. So it might be that he does the trials and then thinks, you know what, I don't deserve to be redeemed. Yeah. Hard to see why he would sound British, though. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's it. But there's a lot of reasons why it could sound British, right? Yeah, there's it's, a lot of reasons why he could sound British. Because uh, Jim Butch is an American, so anyone who speaks with a British voice is probably some sort of super villain. Um, which, if you see Hercules as a villainous character, perhaps that's why he comes across as British in Harry's head. Maybe he sees himself as villainous. That well, yeah, he sees himself as villainous, so the projection that he puts in Harry's brain is one of villainy. So Harry's brain gives it a James Bond supervillain secret accent. It's Hercules. Wow. Okay, you said it with such finality. Well, we've been going for so long. I think we just need to wrap up. And so yeah. I'm, I'm having the last word and declaring. No, my Hercules. final one is Justin Demorn, and now with that we can wrap up. <laughs> okay, and tinfoil next week. Um, uh, well, we, no know, we don't see it. Justin die, so we don't see just Justin die, but the timeline doesn't work. Why not? Because Justin Dumorn dies ten years before the events of Stormfront. Say, uh-huh. yeah, but, th- th- but there's no reason to suggest that the minute you're put in Demon Reach, you don't for some reason exist across time, so you know all the that, wardens. That I think is probably the the counter argument is that. Yeah. Because of where Demon Reach exists, because of the fact that Demon Reach exists across spe- across time, you sort of, as a depending on the level of stasis that you're in, you can exi- also exist at multiple points in time. Exactly. Or you're just really confused. <laughs> or you're just really, really confused. 
And with that, just, um, I hate any Justin Dumore in theory that isn't he's just dead. Yeah, me, me too. But he he doesn't. We don't see him die, which always worries me. No, that is a problem. You don't die. You don't see him die, but you do see a body. Do you see Bob a body? says they only ever recovered one body. I think. Yeah, but but that could be anyone. It could just be one of the firefighters. Exactly. <laughs> and with that, <laughs> I, I think we we call it there. Yeah, I think so. Um, so thanks so much for listening to this episode of Expertise is Overrated. No doubt we've said some things that were either objectively wrong or downright offensive. As ever, feel free to let us know, rate the podcast and leave us a comment or drop us an email at expertiseisoverrated at gmail.com. Tweet us at zero expertise. Check out our website, expertiseoverrated.podbean.com, or come join us on our Discord server. If you're lucky, we might just argue with you in one of our upcoming episodes. And if you're really lucky, we might call you an idiot. Now, we'll be back in two weeks' time, where we think this time we can finally, finally get ourselves cancelled. Yay. We'll be discussing the current trend in tabletop role-playing games, pushing to allow players to make unrestricted and consequence-free choices and why that is ruining everything. Join us then for more nonsense.